Hey guys, welcome to a special bonus episode of At My Table podcast. On this episode, I'm basically going to be reflecting on the year that we are ending right now and sharing lessons I have learned from this year. So let's get right into it. So 2020 was, I would say, a very defining year for me because a lot of things changed for me this year. Like, this is a starting point for the continuation of other things. So if I'm marking, like, I would mark this year in my life forever. Like, if I'm telling anybody anything, I would say, oh, it started in 2022. Like, it really started in 2022. So, yeah, 2022 is a very defining year for me. This year is very defining for me. And it has changed a lot about me. And I would honestly say that, Anybody that knew me, like, before 2022, like, that's the beginning of this year, that they don't know me, honestly, they would have to start from the beginning to get to know me. So, yeah, because it's the truth. I'm such a different person now after this whole year. So, let me just, you know, share the lessons I have learned this year. The first lesson I learned this year is... You really can't do life without God. Okay, when... Okay, let me just... So, I gave my life to Christ when I was five. I remember the day very clearly. It was with my dad. We prayed and said, Oh God, you're the savior of my life. I accept you as my Lord and personal savior. That prayer that you pray for giving your life to Christ. So, we prayed that prayer when I was five. And I even had this Bible where we marked it, oh, I Taylor, I Taylor, I have given my life to Christ. I'm a child of God on so, 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 I don't remember the exact date, but I know it was in the night and I was five years old and I did it with my siblings, my older siblings. So yes, I gave my life to Christ when I was five. But since that time, I actually haven't really been doing so well or really been working with God in my life. Okay, because I would say that every single human being is created with a God-sized hole in their hearts. We were all designed to need our creator, to need God for everything and in everything that we do. So, and God created us like that, but one thing about God is that he will never force himself on anybody but he knows you need him so he created us with that hole in our hearts and that's why you see everybody trying to do all sorts of things like all alternative stuff to make life meaningful to them like indulging all sorts of relationships and all sorts of things, just to fill that hole. Like, some people don't even know it's God that needs to fill that hole. But you wouldn't know until you actually find God, and then you realize that, oh, that emptiness was God that I needed. And when I was five, like, after I gave my life to Christ, all those time before now, all that time before now, I was seeking other things. Like, I was seeking to fill that hole what i realized that that hole doesn't feel immediately you give your life to christ you have to consciously consistently 
keep going and keep drawing from God, drawing from God, drawing from God, then you get you get full eventually. So yes, I, instead of drawing from God consistently and every day, I was searching all sorts of places. I was I went to this place, disappointed me. I went to this person, disappointed me, mostly in people. So now that this this year has just taught me that all those things are just mistakes. Like everything is fleeting in this earth. Like people are fleeting, relationships are fleeting. And the only constant thing that is not fleeting is God. And you can't depend on all those other things. You really can't. Like you can't need you can't depend on them to feel that space in you because it's God that can only do it. And one thing about God is that He wouldn't force Himself on anybody. That is why that's what I've also realized. Like He would never force Himself on you. Like He would just watch you filling yourself with all sorts of nonsense. But He would encourage you. He would definitely send people to encourage you and bring you to Him. But if you don't choose to, then He can't force you. Like there's no love in being forced to do something. So this year, when I now started, I always knew I felt empty. I think I always knew. But I just didn't know that I could be full. So, but when I now finally got serious with God, it's not like I never knew God. I grew around Christian community and everything. But I just avoided them because I just felt like, oh, I don't deserve the love I was getting. Something like that. But when I now say really getting involved with God. I was like, wow, like, I don't feel so empty again. I don't feel the need to sacrifice myself for somebody else. I didn't feel the need to bend over for another person just to get their love, their validation or anything because I know that God is there for me and I am full with this fulfilled feeling that I'm loved, I'm complete. Like, I, I feel complete. Do you understand? That's why I've never called somebody my other half, because I'm not half. I'm made complete in Christ. So that is one lesson I've learned, that I can't do life without God. Like, life without God is just so empty and so meaningless. Like, why am I even alive if it's not with God? But God has given meaning to me living. And now I now really be, like, being here. Do you understand? Another lesson is that sometimes some things have to be sacrificed for the greater good. So when you start your work with Christ, there's this Bible verse that says that if you really, I'm not quoting it spot on, but you have to pick up your cross and work and work with God. So yes, I take that as you have to, pick up something, sacrifice some things to actually go and walk with Christ. Like, there's a lifestyle I saw myself living. I always wanted to leave when I leave secondary school. I was like, oh, I want to do all these things. I want to do this. I want to do that and everything. But then when I now started doing things with God, if you, I realized that if you really want to really, really, really get deep and intimate with him you have to leave some things behind you have to leave some habits behind even if those habits might even not be so bad but you have to leave some habits behind you have to leave some people behind like not that you're leaving them behind but they are just not 
the right people for you to be doing or, or doing life with, honestly. I mean, I'm not the kind of person that is social. I'm not a social person. I'm not, like, I'm not outside. Like, I don't even really do all this. I'm not a people's person, if I'm being honest. But a sacrifice I had to make is that if you really want to take life, you really want to be with God, you have to go out there. Like, the Christian life is not an inside life. Yes, it's you and God, but it is also you're reaching out to other people. You're, you might even inconvenience yourself to help another person. So yes, you have to sacrifice. Sacrifice money. Sacrifice time. Sacrifice your own well-being sometimes just to just for the greater good. And the greater good is to serve God and is to impact on people's lives. I'm not going to say I've sacrificed a lot, but I have sacrificed. I have sacrificed my own comfort zone just to even start this podcast. Like, normally I wouldn't do this thing. But this is me stepping out of my comfort zone to reach out to as much people as I can. So yes, there's sacrifice in it. And I'm telling you that every sacrifice that you make for God, everything, like even some things, you might even stop eating some things. I don't know about that one, but... There are just a lot of sacrifices you have to make to actually truly do it. And I'm honestly going to say that every sacrifice is worth it. Like, it is worth it because they always say that God restores anything that you have lost. But I wouldn't even say that sacrifice is a loss. Like, it's a win. But even if, when you sacrifice, I think God will give you, God will reward you for that sacrifice that you made. Like, recently I bought a Bible. and I have not really had, like, like... A Bible, Bible. But then I bought a Bible. And then I always, anytime I spend money, I always come to my father to replenish it for me. But then he's like that this is your spiritual seed. So I'm not giving you back this money for this Bible. And I'm just like, but then this, that speaks to me in this lesson. Because I had to sacrifice money I would have used to go and enjoy myself. Because Bibles are not cheap. I had to have Bibles and journals are not really cheap. But it's like an investment. That sacrifice is an investment. I invested in my spiritual life. And now, because I'm the person that bought this Bible with my money, I would not, not my money, but money I have gotten. Because I'm, I'm still a child. I don't work. But still, I will not waste this Bible. I will read it. I will not let myself not read the Bible. I will finish it. I'll read it A to Z and I will keep this Bible because I have removed money I would have used for something else to buy the Bible. So that was a sacrifice for myself. So yes, you have to sacrifice some things for the greater good. And the greater good is that spiritual growth. I'll be reading my Bible more. I've always been reading my Bible, but through my phone. But I just thought I would get off my screen early in the morning. Like I don't want to visit my screen too much again. So, a material Bible is good. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with phone Bible. But for me, I just don't want to be on my screen a lot. So, yes. Sometimes you have to sacrifice for the greater good. And then, another lesson I have learned is that if you want to grow spiritually, community is very important. I have already said that I am not... 
an outside person. I'm, I'm introverted, very introverted. And aside from helping, reaching out to people, you also need other spiritual friends for you to actually grow and to have impact on your life. And at first, when I gave my life to Christ around, I, I gave my life to Christ around five, but when I started getting serious with it, that was this year. And I was still doing, being shaky and doing things on my own. Like, I was always like, oh, it's just God, Jesus, and me. Like, I enter uni, and I would always be in my room, and I'll just, I'll pray, I'll read my Bible, definitely. But then I could feel God just telling me, I think, like, you have to step out. You have to be outside. You have to reach out to those people. And I, I always used to have this anxious feeling about being around people. Like, I, I honestly just hated people. I don't now, but that was before. I just didn't really like... I always used to think, okay, what's everybody going to be saying about me? Like, what are they saying? What's, I'm sure they're looking at me and they're like, who's this girl? Or that was always on my mind. But then God's like that. You're not going to kill community. You're not going to spend time in the presence of the Lord for me. You're doing it... Sorry. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for me and for yourself. Because you need to grow. And when I now finally stepped out and started going for my school's Bible study that we do together, prayer meeting, I realized that, like, the growth that I grew in one month was very, like, was much more seen than I had ever grown in the six months that I was wasting time beginning of this year. And I also realized that, yes, community, there are some people that, in the Christian community, that's, Honestly, I'm not doing so well being a true Christian. Like, like, you might go to church or whatever and they treat you somehow. But I also realized that that is not how God is. Like, you can't use that to define the personality of God. That is not how God is. And I always used to see this thing that if you are using how somebody, a Christian in quotes, treated you to say, oh, I'm not going to now get to know God again, then... You're not even doing the... You're not worshipping God. You're not looking for... It wasn't God you were looking for. You were looking for... I don't know what you were looking for, but it was not God. But if you want to know... I also realized that if you really want to know God, you have to know God for yourself. And that's community. Not everybody is perfect. Christians, all of us, we are not perfect. We have flaws. We mess up. So you can't really depend on that. And that was what I was doing. I was like, oh, these people can look at me somehow... Because I was still getting to know Christ, like I feel like I was the I was the I was a newbie, so I was like, "Oh, these people will judge me." But then, even if they are imperfect Christians, that would judge you. There are people that are still good too, and you don't have to focus on those people that will judge you, and you don't even need to depend on the good or the bad people. You have to look and focus on Jesus, and honestly, you do it to yourself. Do you understand? So you need community. You actually need to be out with community even if some members of the community can be annoying and and just frustrating honestly but you forgive them you too you forgive them and you work on your own self so that when someone else will try to get with christian community you can be an example of a good christian so yes you do need to you need community it is very important
Then, another reason, I'm sorry, another lesson that I have learned is that a lot of change comes with growth. So after I started growing in community and everything, I had friends that I was really close to before now. And not all of them, like I didn't even have plenty of friends. Let me just be honest, I didn't have plenty of friends. But the few I've had, mm, the few I've had before, the ones before I started my work with Christ, some of those ones have fallen off. They've just, all of them just ran away. I stopped talking to the majority of some people. It's not really, I won't even say it is anybody's fault. It's not my fault. I won't say it's my fault because I did not do anything. But, and it's also not the person's fault. It's just like you and this person are not on the same wavelength again. And it's not like you don't love this person anymore. You just love God more and you're into God. And maybe this person hasn't really gotten serious with Christ. And that's okay. Like, it's not like Christians can't have non-believer friends. Christians can have non-believer friends. But the friendship will not be so deep because you're not on the same wavelength. You won't really click in the religion and spiritual side. Maybe you can click in business. You can click in schoolwork and everything. But... You wouldn't really click in that spiritual side. And I would like, me, I would also always like to say that all my, I like all my friendships being well-rounded. Spiritually, physic, not physically, spiritually, academically, and financially. I would love for my friends to be all-round. Like my closest friends will be, all three of them. All three of them will be, like if you're all three of them, you would be my closest friend. So yes, a lot of things actually change when you start growing because you're different now you become a different person so people wouldn't really understand you so much and that was that's a negative a negative side of the change but the positive side of the change is that better people would come in okay let me not say better people but new people would come into your life like now i have i have friends that this time last year i did not know them i don't know that they existed but now these my friends are my best human beings on earth because spiritually all of us are together physically not okay physically yes they are present with me and also some of them are not really present with me but yeah online we can talk and we have goals in life we have the same interests like we are we match do you understand and we drive each other so i know i have these new friends so you might lose friends when you lose friends god will always give you new ones because god does not want anybody to be an island and even another change that might occur is in your mindset and in just who you are as a person i wouldn't like to say that ever since i have gotten closer to christ i think i i'd always say that i got a little bit prettier but yeah that's not really i really think so like i would really agree with that that i did get quite very very beautiful inside and out do you understand because your inside influences your out and your confidence comes up more your love for other people come up more before i wasn't really the giving giving type i was i was quite selfish and stingy but now i see myself just giving giving to the most random people that i don't know and this would have not been me some months ago i wouldn't do that 
because I would my hand is closed all the time. But now my hand is extended. Now I'm less anxious to reach out to people and to help people out or to talk to people. Well, I'm still working on that, but I'm getting better at it. So with growth comes comes with a lot of change. Change that is bad, people might treat you differently. Honestly, that is honest. That is my most honest truth. But there's good change too. You will just see a lot of change in yourself. And I see a lot of change in myself now and in my environment and in how I look and feel and everywhere. And then the last lesson I'm going to say here is that God can use anybody or anything for whatever he wants to do. I said before that God is not forceful. So if his people, I think sometimes God would like for you to yield yourself to him and to just, you know, let him work with you. So my pastor always used to tell us that anytime you're praying, like he called it the prayer of, I've forgotten, but sorry, you, but I've forgotten. But you have to pray that you, that God uses you, like are you to your power and everything. So yes, God can use anything. No matter how, like there's no form of perfection that you can honestly attain. As long as you've just said, okay, God, I want to work with you. He will clean you of your sins. He will, when you repent and everything, he will start working with you immediately. You don't have to get to a far point. Like I said this at the first episode of my first of this of this first season, that God can basically use anybody. So if there's anything in your heart that you feel like God is asking you to do, you can go ahead and do all those things. However, whenever, as long as God has given you a time, like it doesn't matter, oh, I just started my Christian faith yesterday, I just started this one, I just started, I just got into church newly. Like he can already tell you to reach out to somebody and evangelize. So you can use anyone. And even this podcasting, I told it that I felt like I wasn't the right person to do this thing. But who is the right person? Who is? So, exactly. God can use you to do anything. Anyone or anybody to do anything. He wants to do. He's the person. He's the king of the universe. He can do whatever he wants. So, yes, those are lessons I have learned this year. And I'm just going to run down, basically. And everything that I have said, the first lesson I said was that you can't really do life without God. Like, life is meaningless without God. The second thing I said is that, I think this was the second thing I said. I said that some things have to be sacrificed for the greater good. And the greater good is your Christian faith, your eternal life, everything. That is the greater good. Then I also said that if you want to grow spiritually, community is very important. Then I used to say that a lot of change comes with growth. And the last thing I said was God can use anybody or anything. So I'm so happy that you've been here listening to this episode with me. Even if this, I I believe this episode is very impactful on the person listening right now. And I'm happy that you have stayed with me. This, if you've listened to every episode in season one, like kudos to you. Honestly, I'm so happy that you choose to listen to my episodes and you know join me on this journey. And I just want to tell everybody that I'm happy that we've gone this far, and I'm happy for this year, and I can't wait for next year.
I can't wait for what next year brings for all of us. And at this point, I'm just going to implore you to subscribe to my podcast if you haven't. And, you know, rate the podcast, send a review, and just... You can send me a review anyway, and if you can reach, if you want to reach me ever, like you can reach me on my Instagram or wherever. So, happy new year, I think. Yes, happy new year, and thank you for how beautiful this year has been for all of us. And I hope that you're blessed. Bye.